The Tanya continues Perikalif. In order to explain these madregas of Tzadik, Russia, and Benini, the Tanya branches off into explaining what is the makeup of a Yiddish Neshama and how does it function and interact with Torah Mitzvahs. So the Tanya says that the Pazik says, Uneshamas Ani Asisi, that Hashem created Neshamas. And he says that that means that there's two Nefoshos, that every Every Yid has within him two nefashas. They're commonly known as the nefesh ha-Bahamas, which is what we'll explain now, and the nefesh ha-Lakis, which is what we will explain in Mertz Hashem in the beginning of Parag Beis. The nefesh ha-Bahamas, the Tanya says, has a connection to something called klipa and sitra achra. Now, any time Hashem interacts with the world, there has to be some sort of a covering of Hashem's presence. Because Hashem is Ein Oid Melvadeh. When Hashem appears, or if He would appear or reveal Himself completely, then there's no room for anything else. Hashem is the complete and total existence. So there's always some sort of a covering. Now, that allows for Hashem's presence to be revealed, or that allows for other things in the world to exist. The measure by how thick this covering is and how much the way Hashem is revealing Himself shows that it has a connection to Hashem is what will give the thing its category in, in how will we call it. Meaning, when something is obviously bottled to Hashem or it is the presence of Hashem revealed in this world, like the Shekhinah in the Beis HaMikdash, or even the Kedusha that comes into the world when a person does a mitzvah, or even maybe the actual act of the mitzvah itself. When a person does a mitzvah, he's showing that Hashem is the Balabas in the world and He commanded him to do this thing. So that act is an act of bittel to Hashem. That is called that Hashem is showing Himself in the world in the way of Kedusha. Anything else, anything that when you look at it, you don't directly see the Kedusha in it, that's called that it has a connection to klipa. Because klipa means a shell. A shell is a covering that you don't see the pre-inside. When you have a shell of a nut, you don't see the nut inside. Because when you look at it, all you see is the shell, even though the nut inside is, is there. So anything that when you look at it, or when you contemplate it, when you understand it, you see that it's something other than kedusha. It's something outside of being openly bottled and subjugated to Hashem and His Kedusha. So anything in that category would go under the category of Klippa, because it's, it's Hashem revealing His presence in a hidden way, or in a way that's mixed, because this thing itself could be Kedusha, or could be not Kedusha. All the things in the world that we consider parv, we consider that they're not, they're not good, they're not bad, they're just plain. So... All of those things, in reality, when you look at them, you don't see Hashem. You don't see a revelation of Hashem's presence in the world. So in a sense, they're not plain, they're bad. Because good, toiv, is only what's bottled to Hashem, what's kedusha. Anything else is the other side. That's why he uses the word sitra achra, because there's only two sides. There's the side that's bottled to Hashem, that shows itself as kedusha, and then there's the side that's the other side. So therefore... The Nevesha Bahamas of a Yid, the Nevesha Bahamas of a, of a person, even though we're saying that it's a Nefesh, a Nefesh means that it's a Dover Ruchni. It's what's giving him his life force. It's Hashem's way of 
pumping life into a yid. So it's a nefesh. It's a ruchni. But the, there, is a, there is a nefesh that's connected to giving the life force to the behemoth side of a person. The animalistic side means his poshan, physical existence. That, the Tanya says, comes from a madrega called klipas noiga. Means klipa means that it hides Hashem's presence, but noiga means there's a shine. There's a mix of two things. It's possible for this being to connect itself to good, and it has good in it, and it has also ra in it. And from there comes all the naturally good tendencies of a yid, like the fact that the yidin are rachmanim, bashanim, and goim chasadim, because that comes from the good of this mixture of good and bad. And from here also comes any natural tendencies towards ra, the tendency to kaas and gaiva, and all midas roys come from there. So by a yid, his life force, the, the force that fuels his guf, is a nefesh ha-bahamis, it's a ruchniz diga nefesh, but it's a mixture of good and evil, and therefore it has tendencies to good from its tzad ha-toiv, and it has tendencies to ra from its tzad ha-ra.